Today, your hosts are moi, that's me, it's Max, and we got... It's a surprise... No, it's not a surprise guest. It's me! It's... <laughs> I keep saying that, Lee. We got Lee over here. Hey, guys. Howdy duty, everybody. Um, today, we're... I mean, we're planning a, a short episode, but I think we might run a little long, but um, the, uh, you know, this story that we're going to talk about, uh, it's, a, it's a story of a mother and child uh, who have a lawsuit against Twitter this this was a story that came to me through a meme <laughs> <Get it? laughs> the story came to me through a meme so i saw a meme on instagram i'm sure everyone's seen it where if you're on instagram where uh it's a picture of a tweet from michael salter who is i'm not really sure i think he i think he might be a basketball player or something i'm, I'm really not sure but he advocates from what I, you know, saw on his Twitter page and everything. Not, I don't use Twitter, but just stuff that I've seen on his page, like uh, from the story. He seems to like speak out against uh, very like heavily against like child abuse. You know, like he seems to try to like he's he's active in stopping it. It's, it seems like, and so um, you know, so it's good. So he tweeted out a screenshot um, of his of a Twitter of uh, Twitter's response or or I guess like lack thereof to complaints from users on Twitter. Um, so the particular video, or I don't really know what the content was, if it was like video or I think it was video, um, of this, this particular video was like a CSAM is what they call it. It's like a, it's child sexual abuse material. And it basically, from the story, what I understand, uh, well, and basically I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's basically a CSAM. So it's like child exploitation, um, and Basically, people complained about seeing this on Twitter and said this is child abuse. Twitter uh, responded, um, and this was what the meme was, that Twitter basically just said this does not violate our policies. So, kind of strange. And everyone was like, what the heck, you know? So, this dude tweeted out that picture of uh, an article that said, you know, Twitter says that this uh, child abuse material does not violate their policies. So, it's, you know, we got we got a problem here. and. And I mean, it's sad because now, well, I mean, it's sad in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, now the, that the mom has a, the mother of this child has a uh, lawsuit out against Twitter. And I, I mean, I hope they win it because I, from what I understand, this is not like a one-off. This happens a lot apparently. And, um, Twitter just doesn't really take any responsibility to it, I guess. And basically, you know, I mean, it shows in them saying, oh, this doesn't violate our policies when there's multiple complaints against this material. I think I think just uh, reading a little bit of backstory, I think it was basically this kid got tricked into thinking he was Snapchatting someone and then the person got videos from him and then put them on Twitter and throughout the Internet and um, ended up on Twitter. Now Twitter's doing nothing about it. So I, I really hope that this lawsuit, you know, I hope these this family wins a, this lawsuit against Twitter because that'll hopefully set a precedent to them. Like, hey, you know, you got to start moderating this more closely. It's insane, you know, and especially if people are complaining and flagging it and then Twitter's just dismissive. I mean, I don't know. It's just odd to me. Um and, and the problem is that they can do that. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? They, 
illegally, they can just kind of dismiss it at this point. And they, that's, and it's, I mean, that leads in, I guess, section 230. If we can, well, we can talk about that a little bit, but Lee, did you have something to say? Um, let's see if they had any other details. So the tweets are down now. From what I read from the article, it, it took a federal agent from, I think, Homeland Security to say, hey, take this down. And then they finally took it down. And then I, I kind of was thinking to myself, because... I want to get your thoughts on this. So the the response from Twitter does say we have reviewed this post or whatever and found that it did not violate our policies or whatever they say. Um, do you think that in in Twitter's laziness that that is a computer generated response, even the ones that say they reviewed it? Um, do you think it's a lazy employee, or do you think they just don't care? Uh, I, I, there's kind of a bunch of angles you could come at from that. So I didn't know what your thoughts are. Uh, you, I, don't, I don't know, really. I mean, I've seen like the Joe Rogan podcast where he had the, the CEO, yeah. uh, Jack Dorsey on, and he basically said, you know, we try, we, there's just so much content that they can't moderate everything. So I understand if, if, if it would take, I guess, a couple days to get reviewed, but if they're saying, if they're posting and saying we reviewed this and yeah. it does not, I mean, that's, that's the, a problem. And yeah. I, I, regardless of, of, of the mode that got it to that response, you know, if, whether it was automated response or someone who checked it, checked it and whatever it was, um, for them to say we've reviewed it and then, it, I don't know. It's, so it's I like, really I, I, I think the mentality, they like, need to fix it, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think that, I mean, the, that just, anyway, that just leaves room for them to even have an excuse. It's like. Just take it down. Like, what the heck? You can delete anything you want, you know? But what's up? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, when they say review, to me, that means a human being has reviewed this. That's what that means. And I think that's what it means. I think that's what it's supposed to mean. So then I was just thinking, like, I'm just throwing on a conspiracy hat here that they also fake human interactions reviewing things. And they're trusting their AI to to take care of it because they're freaking lazy. I can see that. that. Um, Or was it just an employee, maybe, for example, that said, oh, this is flagged, and then they clicked, like, on the video, and, like, maybe, like, the first 30 seconds of it is just, like, nothing inappropriate. And he's like, yeah, whatever. No. You know, just laziness. Mm -hmm. Or is it just the... Or is it malicious where... And I've also heard, like, this conspiracy that they, they do run ads that in areas that are known and accounts that are known to post this stuff from time to time. So did they just kind of, are they just pleading ignorant or we're so swamped, we can't track everything or we're trying excuse just to drag their feet so that they can bring in more money. Cause these get a lot of views. Um, is my understanding. I don't, so I don't it, know. It could be any of those it. issues. I, that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't I mean, know which is which. conspiratorial. Like they, they want this content to flow for some reason. I mean, that's really pervert. Like it's gross. I, I mean, mean, it would, I, ju- I it would strictly it. be, you know, for money, monetary gain, not, I'm not suggesting <sighs> like they're trying to push this. I mean, that's another theory, but I don't think they're trying to push, um, yeah. pedophilia, but I, I, I wouldn't put it past them to um, kind of look the other way because they get yeah, money. So they can, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, and that's the problem, and that's that's what seems to be unclear. Um, and and 
I mean, I guess we can jump into it. I think yep. a lot of the, the root of that issue or that dilemma is kind of stems from Section 230. So, and I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Section 230 or there was, I don't know if it's so much a thing anymore, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you, you know, publisher versus uh, distributor, this and that. So basically, I mean, get to clear it up. The DOJ's uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996, and I pulled this straight from the DOJ's website, it provides immunity to online platforms from civil liability based on third-party content and for the removal of content in certain circumstances. So it's it's supposed to basically allow the platforms you know that people are using to communicate, such as Facebook or Twitter, it, it basically allows them power to remove things that they see unfit if it's like very if it's very bad, um, but then it also grants them immunity to being responsible for uh, anybody's content that they post. Yeah, so, so this is I'll jump in real quick here. Like this is kind of the something that drives me nuts because it, um, when they issued this, they probably had good intentions. And if, let's say, you or I started, like, a social media app and it just took off overnight, there's no way you and I could moderate the entire thing. So, it would make sense for a small business, like, to have this protection. But, as with everything, when you throw in, like, regulation that tends to favor helping small businesses, it gets exploited by the big companies. And this is kind of what we're seeing here. And this is why people are throwing a bit with 230. It made sense on a small scale, but... For somebody's biggest Twitter, like, you know, that's where the debate Right, comes right. And I mean, it's it's from, again, it's from 1996. So, and to my knowledge, it hasn't changed until, and if it has, it was only like within the last year. But um, we'll get into that. But but basically, um, I, I mean, it's, it was from 96. You know what I mean? That's 24, 24, 25 years ago almost. It's like, I guess 25 years, yeah. And it's just... Um, the, the internet looked nothing like what it is now. I mean, oh, yeah. people, I don't, you know, people who are younger than me, they don't even probably just a couple years younger than me. They don't know that, you know, and I don't even really know what it looked like back then. Exactly. But Lots of angel fire websites. <laughs> That's what so I remember. I don't know what that means to be honest. Angel fire webs. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh yeah. But. Back in the day before all social media, there was a couple where it was basically like they would give you it's almost like a really crappy version of like squarespace or um oh what's the other one where you make your own website wordpress almost it was kind of like that um, except like real cheesy it was almost like myspace before myspace but you couldn't put any music on it it was just kind of you make a page it's like one web page and you can just put stuff yeah some uh that's interesting <laughs> yeah i mean from what i understand back then it was you know all co- like black box you had to type into a you know code to run connection to the internet you had to specify the link um probably you know there was all these weird things you had to do just to get in- just get into the internet so that's all done in the background of the google search engine for instance you know people don't understand that anyways i digress but but so yeah so to your point though um, that is an argument with Section 230 is that it, it does promote competition, actually, um, because it allows it, it gets rid of what's known as, I guess, the moderator's dilemma, which says, you know, one of those platforms cannot possibly have a filter for everything that goes out. Um, and then and then it's unfair for that platform to be liable for all the 
you know, if they do have something in place, if something slips up, like that shouldn't, they shouldn't be liable. That's, that's, that's hinders com- competition. Cause then there'd just be lawsuits left and right. And they wouldn't have been, you know, Facebook wouldn't have been able to grow into what it is today. So it makes sense, you know, but, but to your point is kind of, um, shifting or not shifting, but like it's being exploited on a high level. And, um, I think section 230 is kind of where that whole debate comes in. Like should, um, Facebook and all of them be considered just distributors still and be protected, uh, or should should now they be um, no, like publishers if they're gonna if they're gonna you know should they be publishers and not be immune to that? Because, I mean, and it's it's weird because it you know ba- from what I understand baked into the same legislation where it says that you're immune from anything that slips, it's also saying but you have control to pull anything off. That of your site that you don't want. So it's, mm. that's where it gets interesting. And I mean, kind of, I, I don't know. My point is, is it's like, why are they getting this immunity allowed when they're letting, you know, CSAM material, you know, child exploitation material go through their filter and then certain things like, I mean, whether you hate him or like him, you know, they got rid of Trump, Trump's account. So it's like, you know, why should, you know, they're allowed to remove that, which, yeah, he, you know, you could, you know, he, he incited violence or whatever, but, but I mean, this thing that's exploiting a, I don't know, a minor and is going out to hundreds of thousands of people. It's like, where are your priorities? You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, so the point I'm trying to get at is this is it's a, it's being abused uh, from both ang- like both angles and there people are saying yeah I'm not I'm not responsible for that but then they're also claiming responsibility for for what they don't like to be pub- to be not published right so yeah so it kind of hinders freedom of speech and 230 I think also is in place to try to like allow freedom of speech at the same time that's why they you know they don't want all the liability everywhere when people just talk and post things so it's just being weaponized to some degree, I think, you know, today's, today's climate. Um, and so that's why, you know, I think there's like reforms that have been proposed. I, I see, I, I don't even know my, my research isn't this deep, but I think there's, there's at least, it's at least that there's reforms that were proposed because it's on the DOJ's website. I don't know if it's actually been placed into legislation yet or if they're debating it, but I'll go into that a little bit if you guys, if, if you want, but did you have any, did you want to talk? Yeah, about no, it? I'm curious so. to see, I haven't kept up with this. So I'm curious to see as what the, what the reforms would be and if they, and we can speculate if it would actually be effective or not in our expert opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I really just kind of found this. So I'm going to be kind of have to read through it while I'm going at the same, you know, I mean, I, I skimmed it, but, um, Basically, there's like four points that, that they want to reform. And I believe this is from the last administration, I think. So number one is incentivizing on online platforms to address illicit content. The second proposition, these are just like the headings. Number two is clarifying federal government enforcement capabilities to address unlawful content. Hmm. Number three is promoting competition. And number four is promoting open discourse and greater transparency. So... Number one, incentivizing online platforms to address illicit content. That's what we were focused on today with, with that story that I that we uh, discussed. Um, the material getting leaked and Twitter doing nothing about it. Basically, this is this point is trying to address circumstances like that. Um, 
it wants to, you know, there, it's saying that there's there's a growing amount of illicit content, which um, I saw a briefing or it's like minutes to one of the meetings uh, that they had, you know, Congress or whoever talks about this stuff. And this guy, let me see if I can find the figure. He talks about how many cases of illicit content they get. And it's it's like pretty startling. Um, <sighs> 17 million reports of those CSAMs, so that what, the child sexual abuse material. So in 2019, there an organization um, they you know they collected numbers that showed that 17 million reports of, of uh, suspected CSAM material, including 69 million files and videos and images. Um, that is a ton. It's a lot, dude. And it's I mean that's a ton. That is <laughs> I was insane. thinking in my in my head. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm gonna prep myself for this number. Okay, well, let's go. We'll go high. We'll go a million. <laughs> mm. Jeez. All right. Okay. So yeah, that's, it is a problem. That's, then. Uh, that's a huge it's a problem. Huge problem. So, so the reform. Let's go back to the reform. They were. They talk about how they. Um, there needs to be incentives to to fix this, basically, and like get rid of the CSAM that's going around and circulating because it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So, um, they basically say they need to get rid of immunization from civil liability on platforms that purposefully facilitate or solicit third-party content or activity that would violate federal criminal law. So they're basically saying, like, you know, the protection that this provides is is too great. You know, there's no there's no incentive to get rid of bad content. So he, you know, it's kind of vague, but it says fix that. Okay. Uh, point B, they call carve outs for child abuse, terrorism, and cyber stalking. So they're basically saying, um, you know, there shouldn't be immunity to those platforms. You know. Uh, claiming that, oh, it's a third party, they shouldn't get that immunity for things like child abuse, terrorism, and cyber-stalking. Like, that should be addressed directly from the company, and that's it. Like, not, nothing else, basically, is what they're saying. They're, like, they're trying to prioritize what should be uh, filtered out first. You know, and I know, Lee, you and I were talking about this before the show. We were saying, you know, they need to set their priorities. So this this is basically saying have carve-outs for the, you know, the high-risk, high uh, material, you know, and make make those companies liable. That way, they have incentive to try and seek it out and get rid of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the point C of this main heading, uh, number one heading, is saying case specific carve outs for actual knowledge or court judgments. Judgments. It says, third, the department supports reforms to make clear that Section 230 immunity does not apply in a specific case where a platform had actual knowledge or notice that the third-party content at issue violated federal criminal law or where the platform was provided with a court judgment that content is unlawful in any respect. Um, and, and I think even earlier in, in one of the headings, they were saying that like the, the, the 230 verbiage is kind of vague yeah. and, and they don't say like criminal law like stuff against criminal law they just say things against you know opinion matters essentially and so they want it to be more criminal law based instead of just like well we don't want this to be shown just because we don't like it yeah that's, aside, that's that's an aside but what's up well that's kind of a key part i mean it you have to pick one or the other you have to say we're free and open Minus these criminal things that we monitor because it's illegal. 
or um, if you're going to curate what is on your platform, like opinion and ideas wise, um, you have to take control of everything, right? You have to moderate criminal activity and and this other stuff. But like you can't, I don't know, you can't have both. <laughs> right, right. Because that's kind of right. what they're doing. They're saying, um, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, it's two faced. It's very two faced. I think, but, but I mean, this 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 legal document, from what, how I understand it, it, like almost opens that up. Like, okay, this is how you can abuse it. It almost makes it really. I don't know. It's just it's very. I don't know. It seems it's pretty clear cut. Like we're giving these big companies like a bunch of immunity, but at the same time, power. It's I don't know. It's like double edged. But and yeah, it, it's sort of tricky too because. I guess what there's, because then it, it gets real tricky with the criminal stuff too, because they are granted immunity, but then it, they have to put some effort into stopping it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But again, if you're a small one, you can't really do that. I almost feel like they need to word it where you can't facilitate, um, encourage, or ignore like this criminal activity but if something slips through the cracks um then we're not going to hold you liable because you you can't possibly you know monitor all this stuff but if you're going to have that privilege everything should be fair game yeah if i mean yeah i guess i think here's the the, the argument here is that if you're going to take the time to moderate people's opinions and ideas you also have to moderate criminal activity. Okay, you right. Can't, so I think that's and I think that's, that's the why priority. Thing. To, people yeah. are saying, well, now these big companies shouldn't be labeled as distributors. I think like legally they're d- distributors or something. So it's like if you go to the library and you pull off a book that just tells you everything wrong about life as is, as if it's fact, you can't go to the library and be like, dude, this book was full of a bunch of nonsense. I'm going right. to sue you. Yeah. You can sue the author though. Right. You know, the library is like, well, I don't claim liability. It's third party material. We didn't write it, but now the platforms are deciding what is written and what's not written on their platform. So it's like, well, now they should be look, looked at as publishers instead of distributors. But I, I don't know the intricacies of it. I'm sure that opens a whole lot of doors if they become a publisher too. But to abuse power, I don't know. But anyway, oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> but, but it, I, I feel like it's worse when you present yourself as open and free. I think that's the issue I have, and then not hmm. be. That, that's the issue. Like, if they went off and said, we're Facebook and we put out this stuff, or, or sorry, Twitter, and it's only this, these opinions, that's fine. I have no issue with that. It's just because they're honest up front. So if somebody's, like, on the fence with stuff, they can be like, well, that's just that. I'm also going to look over here for something. But when they when they're, when they say they're free and open, that fence sitter, for example... Um, when they're on there, they're like, well, all the great ideas are here. They're just a free platform for everyone to speak, but they're only hearing one side. So it's a trick. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get that's, it. That's, well, that's more scary well, that's, to me than just them being honest about it. Then it's fine. And I think that's sort of what the, the third point of this reform kind of gets at. I think I'm, I'm sort of reading between the lines, but basically, well, I'll just read it because it's pretty short. 
So number three is promoting competition. It says a third reform proposal is to clarify the federal antitrust claims are not covered by Section 230 immunity. Over time, the avenues for engaging in both online commerce and speech have concentrated in the hands of a few key players. It's like Zuckerberg and whatever. It makes little sense to enable large online platforms, particularly dominant ones, to invoke Section 230 immunity in antitrust cases, where liability is based on harm to competition, not on third-party speech. So what he's saying is, like, if if there's an anti, if if for instance, Twitter and Facebook and all them just, and I'm not saying they did this. I'm just saying, as an example, if they said, hey, we want to promote um, Levi jeans today, like that's what we want everyone to buy. You're like, okay, let's do it. And then they just decide, okay, now every single ad that they see is only Levi jeans on our platforms that day. They're saying like, okay, well, I think that's what they're saying, right? They're saying, well, okay, you're, you're, you're like not allowing other ads to filter through. Uh, and like, you can't, I don't know. Does that make sense? But they're saying, I don't know, but they're saying that they shouldn't have 230 immunity. So, so they're, hmm. can you read that section again? Cause it's, yeah. yeah. A, a third reform proposal is to clarify that federal antitrust claims are not covered by Section 230 immunity. Over time, the avenues for engaging in both online commerce and speech have concentrated in the hands of a few key players. It makes little sense to enable large online platforms, particularly dominant ones, to invoke Section 230 immunity in antitrust cases where liability is based on harm to competition not on third-party speech. I didn't know they were doing that. Wow. I don't know what that... So they're saying that they... So when they, they get say, sued they by a competitor um, saying, hey, this 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 uh, company is harming me, they're claiming 230 saying, we're not responsible for that. We're just a free and open platform. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, so scratch my whole metaphor I was going for earlier. That's not it. But I... Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so you're saying okay. if there's like defamation, if like some account yeah. has like a defamation tw- tweet or something against a company, and then they're like they go to Twitter and say, "Hey, take that down. That's not true." Like they we, can, that's yeah, not- they can claim Section 230 with everything. That's I think yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, it's nice that they're looking to specify. Okay, no, no, no. In terms of like competitors and stuff, no, it does not apply to that. <laughs> Yeah, because the whole point of it is just to, you know, allow content. Like, for, that's what they say at the end. They say um, if it's on the basis of of, of harm to competition, not on third-party speech. So, they're saying, like, delimitate between the two. You have to yeah. show there has to be a different section that addresses competition. If it's not just freedom of speech and that's not the point, then, there the, the tr- you know, the legal ramifications have to be different. That's interesting. Okay. Glad you cleared that up. You're smarter than me. Number four is promoting open discourse and greater transparency. Um, I mean, you can kind of, that. I feel like that's pretty obvious what that's saying. But it's basically saying that um, it's got three points, A, B, and C. Oh, okay, this is what I was talking about. It says replace vague terminology in section C2 of, of 230, I guess. It says, first, the department supports replacing the vague catch-all, quote, otherwise objectionable, quote, language in section 230 c2 with quote unlawful end quote and and quote promotes terrorism end quote so they're trying to say like instead of just saying otherwise objectionable that's very opinionated they're saying you should say that uh you know we don't allow unlawful and and 
language that promotes terrorism. So just should don't do. don't don't leave it open to interpretation. Be very specific in what you're saying in this. Yeah, say if if someone is promoting unlawful or terroristic stuff online, that should be like you know they'll come they'll come get you. Not not otherwise objectionable. Like what does that mean? That's not a, that's probably not even a legal term. Is that? <laughs> Is that a legal term? And, that, and that's the that's the argument too with like hate speech. It's not a legal term. It can't be defined. It's it's so flexible and it's vague. And that's kind of like some that's of those other things they mentioned. Yeah, it's just intentional. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, okay. I, I can get on board with that. Just yeah, be more specific because I've seen so many like of like like the conservative channels and like on YouTube and on Twitter and stuff that are having issues so many times of getting like banned or um, suspended or videos getting taken down because of vagueness and they can't get a straight answer as to like, no, what did exactly did we do wrong here? It's cause it's so, yeah. Well, that's why they put it in there. It's like you violated our policies. That. It's like, well, which policy? I don't know. Go right. Read them. So that's, that's actually <laughs> what they say is they're saying basically I'm paraphrasing here, but at the end of that of bullet a or whatever they say, uh, you know, remove arbitrary stuff, uh, like words and, and, they, and like stuff that is basically inconsistent with their terms of service. Like they say, it's just like, it makes everything inconsistent yeah. when it's deemed objectionable. So like get rid of that, which I think that's fair. Um, point B provide definition of good faith says second, the department proposes adding a statutory definition of good faith, which would limit immunity for content moderation decisions to those done in accordance with plain and particular terms of service. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's just kind of saying like you, you got to sort of prove that you are doing to a reasonable degree. Yeah. Trying to protect, uh, get rid of like the unlawful stuff. But they understand, like, there's limits to how much a single person can do, you know. Yeah, no, no, sorry, I kept interrupting. It says at the end, it says, clarifying the meaning of, quote, good faith, end quote, should encourage platforms to be more transparent. Yeah, there you go, and accountable to their users. Rather than using 230 as a protection for themselves. Okay. Um, And then the last point of this whole thing... for promoting open discourse and greater transparency is bullet C. It says explicitly overrule the Stratton Oakmont to avoid moderator's dilemma. I don't know what that is. I do not know what that is either. The what? Stratton Oakmont? It says third, the department proposes, cl- proposes clarifying that a platform's removal of content pursuant to section 230C2 or consistent with its terms of service does not on its own render the platform a publisher or speaker for all their content on its service. Maybe that's the whole distributor. Ver- I don't know. I don't know what Stratton Oakland is. I could look it up real quick. It's some company and I guess they got in trouble for defrauding oh, shareholders. Seen I've seen that, that uh, logo. they were probably giving out bad loans or something and they were like well we we didn't make the loans we're just giving them out yeah Yeah, it's probably something like that they knew that it was like bogus loans yeah Mm. and that is it for the reforms i mean they sound they sound good to me at least they're trying to address issues 
but who knows what's going to happen with this. Uh, I mean, I really don't know. I don't... So how could you be against this is kind of my thing. I mean, that's a... Probably nobody's read it. <laughs> I didn't even read it until and, today. And that's so. kind of my thing. Like, I wasn't too well versed in it either. But, like, basically, it, it became a partisan issue, like, in this last administration. It was basically... But even then, I never really looked into 230 until I saw that tweet. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was basically... Two, two, you want to fix 230 if you were a Republican. And then it was fine if you were a Democrat. was kind of how it was. Um so where I guess we don't know where this is at in the process. So the bill's been I, proposed. I don't know. I'll have to check. It I, I really don't know. It's 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 on the DOJ's website. It's like you know justice.gov, and then it's there. You know, I don't know. I mean, I can send you the link, but it's definitely legit. You know, it just says as part of the president's executive order on preventing online censorship and as a result of the department's long-standing review of section 230 the department has put together the following legislation package of reform and then yada yada it just explains what it is i don't know who i, I really don't know which legislation like proposed it i, I don't know yeah i'm like, just no i'm just afraid it's gonna it get thrown in the trash so but it, i mean unless it was if it was the current administration then like that's good that they're doing this i just don't yeah. know if I, there's like no date on this dude i don't know when it was proposed I mean, honestly, I think it was a long time ago because it really? was a hot topic at least a year ago is when it was probably the hottest. I, I do remember it. I remember it being talked about. I, uh, like, why Why don't they have a date on this, dude? <laughs> when was this written? Ooh, what if this is a conspiracy that they're, let's say it was the Trump administration, but the, they're just, they just take they the just date off so you, don't, so you don't know. <laughs> I'm probably just an idiot and, and I'm missing something obvious, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I inspect this page, I could figure it out. Woohoo, look at you. I'm going to start hacking in, changing the document. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not even gonna. I'm really not gonna try to figure because I don't know. I have no idea when this thing was posted. But to your point, I remember being talked about last year. But yeah, I'm just. I'm in favor of this, and I want to see. Basically, these big tech companies pick a side. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You pick it. You want to be free and open. And free from liability, or you curate it and you are held responsible. You can't have both. Sorry, it's just <laughs> just how it is. And is it there, I think the That's reason they are getting away with it is because they said, "No, we're free and open. We just have some policies here that are super vague, and then <laughs> can be." And like e even with like the Trump thing, was it really the Capitol? riots thing situation that got him banned i mean i think they wanted him banned for a well, while yeah. but that was like that was a very <laughs> legit thing that they could use so well it wasn't <laughs> uh, I, I don't know man i don't i really don't know enough about it to say one or the other well i watched the video and it's just a video of him saying uh i think it was yeah it was just along the lines of like hey we need to get out there and protest uh because of such and such things Protesting is completely legal, 
and fine. So that's not inciting violence. I mean, that, I that, it was that, diff- wasn't it a different tweet? But, that but they, they twist but... It, it again. Like this comes under like the the vague rules and just they can just they can twist it just so because i think if i was trying to be dirty with this i would say okay yeah he said protest you could take different angles you could say yeah they went to protest he said go protest and he knew that they would do this you know so therefore he should be banned (laughs) or they could also take the angle of um what was my other angle Oh, because he said, yeah, we need to get out there and protest because, like, the election was stolen or something like that. Um, and therefore, again, it's, well, he knew he was he was secretly telling them to go storm the Capitol because of um, it's a revolution or something like that. The problem oh, is like he, he knew what he was. Yeah. Like the, the, his words meant more than what he was just saying. Right. Like so okay. it's. Again, like if. That's like that's like your opinion, man. You know, you can't if you're a free and open platform, you can't use mental gymnastics and vague, vague policies to justify it like that. It's got to be clear cut. I think that's something that they should do with the 230 is be like, if he said, go storm the Capitol and break in, you ban him because it's, it's clear and cut. But when it's like you kind of figuring a way to say that it kind of led to it like no you can't you can't do that like that's yeah it's like they're saying well this is what he meant yeah you can't tell us what he meant why don't you let trump tell us what he meant and if he says no i just meant go protest peacefully like that's it like there's no there's no i i think it's like people some people at twitter may have you know thought themselves as the arbiters of truth like they really knew what he was saying it's like Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, then it's like, well, did they do that? It, like, actually, you know, I don't know. Where it comes down to me, for me, is, like, did they do it in good faith? Like, thinking this is actually, like, safe, like, a way to help keep people safe? Or were they just, like, this is an opportunity for us to get revenge on him? I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Um, well, I think, that just, to, to me, I think, like, that's the deep-seated, like, issue of, like, like these big tech companies is on the grand scale in their head. They've convinced themselves that they are doing what is right and true and, and good. But then why, but then why are they so dismissive with all the child abuse stuff? I, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like that's where I'm like, ah, it's kind of sketchy just to be clear though. Just, Cause I want to, I'll say this real quick and then we'll move on and keep, keep going. Uh, those, those propositions or reforms were proposed, uh, in June of 2020 after a workshop that they had in February. So it's been sitting there for like seven, eight months almost. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So it's just, it was just a proposition that never made it further. Well, I mean, the reforms are on the DOJ's website. So like they're showing, this is what the reform is. I don't know what the status is as far as voting. You know, I don't know what, does that go to Cong? I mean, it's, I guess Congress votes on whether they pass it up to Senate. Is that how it works? Yeah. So someone's got to propose it first. And I guess nobody's done that, which is surprising. Which is gotten... just one of them has to, or does it yeah, have to be? Yeah. Agreed? So no, no. So one person proposes and then they vote oh, and on they it. They vote on whether they want it to go up to Senate. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, they might get like to show it's how good it is. They might get more signatures on it or something of other representatives to kind of help their case but 
That's my understanding of how it works. I mean, it, from reading it, man, it sounds good. It but sounds this... like good stuff. I don't know. I mean, I haven't thought too deeply. I'm sure there's... The way they wrote it, I'm sure there's something that... I don't know. There's, I just never trust legal documents, man. It's like they probably wrote something in there that helps out somebody they want to help. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's all BS, but I mean, at least there's like they're trying to incentivize getting rid of this C- CSAM or whatever material, you know? Um, it seems to address that at least, yeah. which why wouldn't it be addressed? In the, you know what I mean? We've had the bill since 96. Like, come on, people, you got to fix this. It goes to like Elon Musk would always say, like, I think I've heard him say, like, uh, you know, our legal standings are not as fast as AI, for instance. You know, our legal system just moves so slowly; it doesn't really evolve with the times. And then, so it's like by the time they do something about it, it's just like going to be too late, anyways. I mean, it's already too late, so who knows? Yeah. Hiya. Anyways, I don't know. I guess we can follow up with that Twitter story and the and the uh, lawsuit. You know, I hope again. I hope the family wins that lawsuit against twitter we'll see what happens but maybe we'll uh say something about it i guess i'm going to keep up with it so we can say something about it when the verdict is reached (laughs) yeah and it's kind of it's kind of scary in that like i've heard of a like a fair amount of lawsuits against these places that they lose or i'm sure they settle most of these but like that they settle these that they have that much money that they just don't care. <laughs> right. So the only way to correct that would be to reform the uh, legislation, honestly. I mean, it's the only civil way, you know? Cause then, so then does the government get involved if they violate this? Um, let's say they say we're free and open and they're in violation of what that entails with this, these new guidelines. Does the government shut them down? Is that how it works? Um, I I'm, not, I'm just like... not sure. I, I don't know. I mean, it gives... It, I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of lawsuit it was, but yeah. don't don't quote me. I'm, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would just be more honest. Just it's never gonna happen, know. bud. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, that's all I got here for today. So yeah, section two thirty. That's it. Uh, you can give us uh, comments and stuff. Dybpodcast at gmail dot com or. Just leave a comment on the Podbean app because that's where we've gotten most of our comments from. Yeah, we like hearing from you guys. So <laughs> Other than like our friends on Facebook and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, this podcast sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we will see you guys Friday. It'll be a surprise topic. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Take care, folks. Yo.